previously on The Game of Rassilon. In 1730, the notorious pirate Olivier Levasseur, the buzzard, was executed. As he stood to be hanged, the buzzard threw his necklace into the crowd with a scream. Find my treasure, the one who may understand it. While the necklace was lost, the cryptogram it contained was not. A former mate of the buzzard thinks the treasure is his, and he sails for the treasure's location on the Crimson Cutlass. A privateer ship, the Atlantis, chases them, intending to kill the pirates, decipher the cryptogram, and obtain the treasure for themselves. Will our time travelers, Professor Yule Wilhelm, Barry Gogurt, uh, as many call him, and Dolly Maxis, and, of course, her faithful animal companion, Winston, help or hinder the Atlantis? Will they become pirates? Will they get out with a treasure? With an answer to one of history's great mysteries, or will they merely escape with their lives? With a flash arrives the visage of Eponine Boulet. I think it's probably weirder if I try to explain this, so I'm just gonna give you this. She gives you the necklace. Don't forget to look inside her skull, and then she leaves. None of you notice uh, that you have uh, uh, walked up straight to a group of uh, privateers who are just already sitting there on the island, uh, halfway encamped, while the guns of course catch your eye. Uh, the thing you note most of all is the woman on the left, a woman you've met who has never met you. Of course, Eponine Boulet. These salty landlubbers don't know a thing. Look at them, they almost drowned out there. Ah, Boulet, you're absolutely right. Uh, we've been worried about traps getting to the treasure, and now we have some willing volunteers. Oh, can I do, can I make a te tele, oh lord, hold on, when I see the word I can say it, but I can't say it off the top of my head. Could I do a psych psychometry roll to like kind of feel the, the, the group? It's pronounced aluminium. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're recording in um, California, so you can perform a vibe check. Yeah, I just wanted to do a vibe check. Dolly's worried about Winston. Budgies are pretty popular on pirate ships, I would think, because it's a bird. And whenever we see pirates, they're always around birds, right? Or like, monkeys. This is, I think this is delicacy. a great instinct. And uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's. Uh... <laughs> By the power of Winston and Dolly combined. Winston. Pirate. I am Captain Parrot. He's a budgie. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I don't know when this will ever apply, but you get a story point. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. The psychic has special feats. Paging there, psychometry. With a touch, your traveler can learn a lot. The general feel of a person, the state of a room, and the recent past. With a successful perception check, your traveler can see the past. The view to the past lasts 1d6 minutes. Looking back further in a few months requires a critical success. Mm. Uh, so yes, uh, I just want to drop a little well actually here. Uh, apparently, the budgerigar is a small, long-tailed, seed-eating parrot. <laughs> so it, uh, the budgie, <gasps> the budgie is a parrot. It's a parakeet. <laughs> so. Okay, I apologize to Ben. Yeah, I'm actually, sorry, actually, bu budgies are actually what we call parakeets. I think here in America, mm -hmm. maybe. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I yep. didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Well, now I know. Yeah. I just thought they so, were different. So uh, actually, uh, I also <laughs> they're the right kind of bird. So uh, I apologize so, to Ben. Yeah, I'm so the Ben, do you accept? Do you accept Joe's apology? Mm, can okay. I buy you a budgie? I wouldn't know what to do with it. 
I, I apologize. Uh, can I confer with the group um, yep. about, like, what my psychic powers may be looking for? Like, do we have time for that? Or is this just, like, Dolly just needs to steer ahead and make her own decision up? I think you're, you're just doing you it. Have a you have a gun pointed at you, so I think you yeah. may want to say you have to make your own choice. Don't you I'm have just, to be using I'm your sense of touch, though? Like, I was going to say, yes. Yeah, like, would you have I, to I, touch I, the pirate? You were concerned about Winston, so I think when the pistol is, is leveled at the three of you, mm. I think instinctively Dolly might reach her head up to, yeah, to, to protect Winston. Mm. And in that instant, you have a psychometric flash, a, a vibe yes. check, if yes. you will. Oh, the vibe, uh, so the vibe please... check is off Winston himself. Yeah, because with the powers combined... As uh, Joe described in our, in our first part, Winston is innately connected, uh, perhaps uh, what some might call a familiar uh, for Dolly's psychic powers. That doesn't sound like uh, a good word. Yeah, could you please roll a perception check? On, I will. So you add your perception to a d20 roll. Okay, perception. And I think that's only one? Well, I got a 13, and I'm trying to find oh. the perception on the... All I see is a bonus for the hood, and I'm not wearing the hood. Yeah, you'd have to. Um, I think you have to spread out the. Have you, did you do the character points? You have to spread out the ten points across a, the character. Oh, points. ah ha ha ha, ah ha ha ha. That's right. <laughs> I got a four, so we got thirteen plus four is seventeen. Wowie zowie, you did great. Okay, in a flash, uh, Dolly reaches up and uh, and touches Winston and sees sees beyond sight through a parrot's eyes into the past. <laughs> Uh, and, and connects through um, the, you know, the, the network of parrot intelligences through space and time and under, sees visions of pirates and, and pirate adventures. Uh, Dolly is tapped into, it's like an animal man when he taps into the red, but it's just parrots. It's only parrots. Um, it's, it's parrot <laughs> space. Dolly has, has, has linked into the parrot zone and, and understands that the people in front of her uh, are... Captain Blackstone, the head of the Crimson Cutlass. The other pirates here, uh, sort of flanking Eponine and the captain, you get flashes, you, under, you hear nicknames, and, and you're able to match them to faces. Uh, one Got of it. them, with a sort of gruff look on his face, is Bruno, Ugly Mug, England. The, the guy just to the right of the captain is Edgar, the Honest Netley, and he has uh, sort of sharp darting eyes and a tall sort of figure and the last uh, gives you a smile and you understand immediately why uh, this final pirate is called ford brown teeth kindler he could use some toothpaste Ooh, i might have some in my bag hey he just grabs he, he takes one list one of those little listerine pockets and it's just the worst pain he's ever experienced in his entire life Whoa. how many points of damage does that do <laughs> Yeah, does he take damage for jaundice? Because that's how his teeth are brown. I was just watching a Bond flick and, uh, last night, and Kiri Hiroyuki Tagawa dies by taking a cyanide tablet that is very clearly an Alka-Seltzer. Um, <laughs> if you got to go out as an actor, it's, it's, I would definitely recommend it. Um, for the folks at home... I'm assuming uh, the actor got to live after the movie was filmed. They didn't kill the actor off as a... No, he, he later was uh, Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, so oh. either he was fine or he was cursed to eternal torment, so it's, yeah. it could go either way. Um, yeah. That's, you know. God, I love Kira Hiroki Tagawa. What a guy. Um, for the folks at home, Riley has put on an incredible pirate hat, uh, showing that, uh, as always, she's ready for any role. Um, 
Yeah, caller agent. And uh, uh, these are uh, these will be your captors this evening. Yeah, just uh, hanging out. Uh, so you understand through the sight of Winston who these these pirates you're faced with are, uh, and you understand that they are also looking for the same treasure that you are. And yeah, Blackstone. Uh, I think continues to uh, boule. Um, how much do you think they know about the treasure? Uh, quite a lot, actually. And uh, uh, I, I Dolly, was just going to ask a question Dolly, to Edgar. Dolly. I heard he's honest. Dolly, what? Let's let's not tell them that we know about the treasure, shall we? Let's keep that among the. I guess now. Well, then, I believe. I believe. I believe you're. Attempt at subterfuge is pretty poor, my friend. Because oh, we're just not making any up. kind of fudge today. <laughs> He's actually. You know what, allergic. Captain? I changed my mind. You can go ahead and kill all three of them. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> on the matter, and I, 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 I didn't heard say you guys anything. like budgies. Hey, hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Um, yeah, but you had a backpack in the water, and that just seems like a poor choice. Well, Captain, they obviously are too stupid to be a threat to us. So I think that maybe uh, I think you are planning on making them the. Uh, the trap testers was probably a good call. Actually, I have a better plan that will, I think, benefit us all. I am the local island keeper, and I know my way around all of these islands. I can guide you to the treasure if you don't Girl. kill us or make us walk off of you're a horrible liar. Nobody don't, would believe don't you. Don't tell them that. Well, I was no, going to have you make a check, that. but never mind. Don't tell them that. Because it's <laughs> not just true. I am the keeper of the islands. Uh, yeah, and the captain turns to Boulay and is like, You're right. They're definitely, uh, they're going to be ideal for the traps. Oh, wow. They really can't keep anything from us, can they? This is excellent. And um, as as I think the captain and... and uh, uh, Daniel. Is it, the Captain and Tennille, uh yes, that's your nickname with the crew. Uh, when you joined the crew, uh, there was, anyway, um, there was a tin nail, and you helped get it out, and since then they've called you uh, Tennille, um, obviously. Um, uh, but Edgar, hearing uh, what you had said earlier, sort of, sort of breaks away from the group and, and steps a little closer to you, and says, how do you, how, how do you know about, how do you know my name? Who, who are you? Where, where have you come from? Well, we come from this little place in Pennsylvania called Ohio, and we're here because of him. And she points to the professor. <laughs> I, I, I would strongly discourage you from listening to anything she says. Her head is not as big as her hair would make it seem. No, this one's the honest one, so I'm guessing he doesn't lie. He's probably the nicest one out of all of them. It could be one of those you ironic see... nicknames. <laughs> You see Eponine kind of in the background, just rubbing her temples and like trying to figure <laughs> out what to do about these these incompetent time travelers that have shown up on her doorstep in the middle of her at Starfish. She's, she's just like rubbing her temples and saying like a little mantra to herself and just uh, getting at this, this point, uh, uh, P- Professor Wilhelm says, "We we we all have a common goal, and if we don't want to run out of time, perhaps we should proceed to our destination." Yeah, Barry puts on his backpack and says, all right, it's time to take care of some traps. And he starts walking off towards the land. Um, hey, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, hey. Wait, 
but does not know where he's going. He just starts walking away from the water. You are being held at gunpoint, uh, Dan. So just walking away is, I don't think it's going to go over very well. Uh, so the captain's going to give a, a good old fashioned, hey, hey, whoa, hey, hey, uh, where do you think you're going there, buddy? Well, you said you want us to take care of the traps. I thought we would go take care of the traps from doing exactly what you want. He's got a bit of a point, Captain. Um, he did, in his weird way, did follow your rules to the literal letter. You can tell the captain is vibrating in the space between anger and reason. And I think reason wins out for now. I think it's a, just a, a little a little warning bell pings up in, in Barry's mind that this guy might not be playing by the scout book. Before we go, though, I, I am going to get from my bag uh, suntan lotion and, and bug spray for everyone. Uh, so I'm going to put my bag down. Please don't shoot me. And I'm going to try to pull out suntan lotion and bug spray for everyone. <laughs> you try anything funny and you're going to have a few extra holes in you there, buddy. You see Eponine like kind of like moving her hand across her <laughs> neck like she's trying to say, cut it out. Stop. Stop doing this. This is not a thing you should be doing. I don't know what I should roll to convey how well she communicates this, but because um, it's player to player, so I don't know. What? Uh, how about um? How about well, perception? You're sending the message. Each of us? Yeah, uh, Dan. How much you do a perception check? Okay. <laughs> Eighteen. Wow. You perceive <laughs> uh, that Eponine um, not only is a, is a you know again this is a familiar face, but she seems not to recognize you. But she's clearly warning you, like, hey, buddy. You're not in Pennsylvania anymore. You know. Um, you know what? Uh, oh, my my, uh, my doctor said I can't get too much sun. Uh, all right. I'll just, I'll brave it. It's okay. Okay. I've had well, my maybe shots. Maybe one of them can give you your hat. A hat. I mean, not your hat. A hat. <laughs> one of you all have a hat? Yeah. Do any of you have you an extra, extra hat? Pirates? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I had a mole. My doctor was very concerned about it. So now I'm just trying to be extra careful about it. You know, can't get checked too regularly. I would say probably Dolly's like inched her way over to Barry and she's like, do you know what you're doing? Do we know where we're going? No, but it always helps to be prepared. Listen, pirating chaps and chapettes and variations there. Whoa, 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 whoa. None of us said the phrase pirates. We are privateers. There's a difference. I mean, I don't walk into uh, your place of business and call you a, a gov. I don't have a term. Sorry. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what I am. Um, but you can't spell privateer without pirates and some extra letters. So let's just <laughs> let's let's turn over two or three pages and move on to the part where we are working towards a common goal. Well, we're trying to make that happen, but you y'all keep saying uh, very strange things about sunscreens and things like that. And maybe maybe things are a little bit confusing for some types that don't deal with that typically. And maybe it might be better if you kept your mouth shut for now, so things were safer for you. Which is why I would like to encourage us to move forward. I'm definitely sounding more like Eddie Izzard at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome. maybe, um, maybe 
you should let the captain give the orders instead of you giving the captain orders. Very, very oh. well observed. Captain, where shall we go? Boy, I, I would really like to hand you all shovels and have you all start digging. But no, um, we'll try. Ah, wow. Don't think we have time you to play You don't know where we're going? Day, captain. She's just like, Ebony's just like, oh my god, who are these people and what are they doing? <laughs> he doesn't How know where we're this? going! How about this, newcomers? You answer this riddle out of the cryptogram from the buzzard's treasure, and maybe, just maybe, I'll let you continue along with us as anything but wait. Oh, I love uh, puzzles. Great. Answer me this one question. What has a mouth? But no tongue. Barry, you said you lack yeah. puzzles. It's your time to shine, Barry. I mean, there, there are several answers. Uh, I mean, uh, river has a mouth. Cave has a mouth. Cave. Very good. And the captain, um, he uh, puts hey, back the one. hammer of the flintlock. <laughs> and when you say that, he ponders recocking the pistol for like. Three whole seconds. Um, but then he's like, ah, this is, ah, all right. Uh, 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 puts it in his, uh, his little belt there. Question for the party. Do y'all have, or is the necklace that she gave you in the future, is it visible somewhere you can be, it can be seen? Uh, I mean, I, ha I have it. Um, I would say it's probably... It is not the answer to the question I asked. It is probably in my uh, <laughs> jacket pocket, my outfit okay. pocket. Okay. So it's not somewhere that I could, like, with a sword, like, lift it up and go, what do we have here kind of thing. It's not that kind of thing. Uh, if uh, do a perception. Okay. Yeah, Give do a perception, perception check. Roll. Ooh. Because they're all, do we, um, we roll all... three dice or two dice? I don't get the system exactly. It's just the d20 plus oh. your perception number. Oh. I thought it was, okay, I misunderstood. I thought it was the d6. I thought the d20 was no. something else. That's mm. just for time travel. That's oh. when things get complicated. Okay, that's a, that's a five. That's not twelve. Uh, yeah, I'm you... spinning the, the the chain on my finger, and you are just. Hey, hey, Ben! You are not the GM right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Oh, Thank you. There Excuse me, Ben. Uh, the professor is twirling the necklace <laughs> on his. Uh, I'm sorry, is professor he him or they them? I, I, I uh, he check. him. I've opted. Okay, the professor. Character. The professor is twirling the necklace on his finger uh, like a globetrotter with a basketball. Um, no, not really. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, uh, while uh, the professor's uh, outfit um, has has gotten soaked, it is it is a thick enough fabric that you do not see, perceive the the necklace uh, okay. the necklace's outline in his pocket. Gotcha. Um, all right, so uh, I think from here, uh, Blackstone is going to uh, uh, take charge of the situation, obviously, and uh, say, "Well, since you uh, since you got the cave correct, what do you see? We head there and uh, get a little treasure." Lead on, Captain. Great, I wasn't asking. Go. Um, and then and, we go. Uh, uh, yes, we have a beautiful, uh, if this were a television show, fade, um, or, or film or whatever, to the mouth, the terrifying mouth of a cave. Can we have a real quick scene while we're walking to the mouth of the cave? Like, I, I think while we're in the, while we're in the, like, pathway, I think yes. that Eponine would take a moment to speak to the party out of earshot of the captain and the crew. 
Yeah, I'm good. For and that. just kind of mutter to, I'll say the professor, since Ben's the one who reacted to my hit mm-hmm. there. Uh, I think I walk up to him and I would go, I don't know what you're doing here, but you're going to get you and your friends killed. We're, we're, we've, we, you sent us here. Obviously not yet, but I would imagine we've been sent back in time to assist with the acquisition of some treasure. Sorry, I, you're saying I sent you here. This is you. You looked older, not wiser. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, just my little joke. I'm sure you're sharp as a math teacher's cardigan. Uh, I. You know what else is sharp is my sword, so I would be careful if I were you. Um, it's. I, I, I will say this. The causality would suggest that we survive long enough for you to want to travel back in time and give us uh, certain information, so maybe. Don't kill us, question mark? <laughs> ah. Ben, could you do me a favor and uh, do a vigor roll? I'm going to do a vigor roll. Very exciting note about the system, by the way. As uh, as it was written um, by uh, some folks in the United Kingdom, vigor is spelled with a U, which I love. What's uh, not to like? Also, a uh, little note regarding vigor roll. Do not take vigor roll if you are allergic to vigor roll. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 12. Oh, it's, pronou- Ooh, it's pronounced okay. Vigor, sir. <laughs> Vigor. It's me, Vigor. <laughs> Vigor. Um, oh, they, well, they, they, they the told me it was Vigor. Well, they were wrong then, weren't they? Yeah. Um, uh, all right, so, Professor, uh, there's good news and there's bad news, and I don't care which order you want it in. Um, so, earlier, when we did the time travel roll in the previous part, you... Um, you rolled what I would call extremely uh, bad. Um, so I had to roll some roll. paradox yeah. dice. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, so I will say right now you're fine. But as you're walking, something that Eponine in particular is able to perceive is that you are a little out of sync. Uh, so every so often, it'll be as though uh, a couple extra transparent layers of Professor that are a few seconds ahead or a few seconds behind hmm. are walking just ahead or behind you. Almost as though, you know, like a like a 3D movie where you have the red layer and the blue layer. You start yeah. to sort of decompile. And Eponine, you, you're able to, because of your previous experience with time travel, you know what's happening here is that the professor is experiencing creeping delay. And what this means is that, Professor, unfortunately, you're going to have to go last in combat rounds. Um, and... Uh, not just uh, because of uh, your your rather odd behavior, but also because of uh, this this effect. Um, it's part of the reason the NPCs have been so wigged out by you. It's because mm. they perceive you as slightly out of sync um, with reality. That's not the only reason they've been, they've been weirded out by them. Just to be fair, um, I yeah, I tried to be kind of it's just, yeah, yeah. I think I think Eponine notices this happen again, and she says, um, "Are you aware that you are?" Was this your first time traveling in time? I, I I would argue that I've been traveling forward through time my entire life. Just to answer the question, old man, I don't understand why you're... <laughs> what are you, Riley Silverman playing the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> ah, my inspiration has been found and undone. Chef's kiss. Don't come at me with this weird semantic Gordian <laughs> knot. All right, that is that come is come at a me, move. Prof. That is um, a yeah. Um, I would, listen, I, 
Well, we were provided with the schematics to build a time-traveling device by yourself from the future, so I would surmise that this is my first time, unless I've, I already will have done this before. So yes is the answer to the question. Great. Um, I'm, you are... You may not have done it right, and you are a little bit out of sync, and you will need to eventually get back to your own time, So, it, or, well, or else you will continue to be further out of sync. I think I know what the problem is. I put the double-A batteries in, I put the positives to the negatives, and the negatives to the po- I make that mistake all the time. None of the remotes in my house work. So you're saying so. you reverse the polarity of the neutron flow of your time machine. Don't bring that science fiction nonsense into our very grounded and believable time travel pirate adventure. Right. All right. I don't know. What did I, did I give you something? Did I say anything that I should know or? In the interest of causality, I'm not 100% certain I should. I. You, okay, well, you, well, I just just for the record, you've told me a lot of things that would affect right. the causality. So apparently, <laughs> you decide when who that comes and goes. Fine. You know what? I was trying to help you. I'm trying to keep you alive. Listen, I'm trying to help out. Whatever. I was about to ask you a question. Okay. You seem to have experience with these things. How much would it mess with the fabric of spatial temporal causality if I were to show you what's in my pockets? Okay, I just want you to know that I'm only attracted to women. Um, so I don't know if this is a color that you're using on me, but I am not interested in that. And if I was attracted to men, it would not be this scenario. I apologize profusely. That was definitely not my intent. No, I have a pendant that you are going to have given me. And I present the pendant. Oh my god! I, I, I do I recognize what this is in the story? Like what I know, this is like this like lost pendant for this treasure hunt. Yes, Michael. indeed. You, uh, uh, in fact, you would recognize this as a pendant that Captain Blackstone is also carrying right now. Um, he is carrying the present version of this pendant. Okay, I, uh, I will look at the professor and I go, keep it secret, keep it safe. <laughs> uh, I look at the professor and I go, well, why not? No matter, why no matter, shouldn't I? No matter, no matter what you do. You do not allow the captain to see that you are carrying this. Do you understand me? I will. Also, don't let it touch the captain's version of it because I don't. I don't know what happens when that happens, but I know that Ron Silver went. Wouldn't happen to him. So. I will, in exchange for not showing this to your captain, you have to be nicer to me in my place. Okay, so you're. Is that a fair you're, you're, ask, you're asking me in order to keep you alive. You, I'm trying to protect you. If he yes, sees you and carrying you could this, be nicer about it. Is well, all if I'm he saying. sees if he sees you carrying this, he will kill you. So I'm sorry if I'm not being sweet about that. And don't tell a woman she should smile more. And then I walk away from him. <laughs> I didn't say it. Oh, smile. I'm sorry. Personally, I prefer the scowl. <laughs> Did he upset you, doll? Are you okay? You seem a little upset, and that's not my psychic ability sensing that. Look, it's been a very interesting day, and I don't know what's happening, and I'm trying to keep you and your friends alive, and I need you to help me do that. I am well, uh, I'm very much I looking remember. forward to hearing someone say a little birdie told me during this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just stole my thunder. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Well, I, I remember something, but uh, 
I was gonna ask you, this might be a weird question for you, honey, but, uh, can I check your sleeves? Um, sure, and I, like, hold out my sleeve for a check. Both, both of them, honey. I need, I need both your arms. You know yeah, what? Yeah, sorry, I was giving you what? one at a time. Here you go. There's the oh, other one. Oh, so. it's okay. You know what? As, as a, as a sign of good faith, I'ma let Winston hold, you know, you can hold on to him for a little bit while I check your arms. Jeez. And Dolly, like, reaches up oh, to her oh. hair and, like, parts it, like, the seas, and, like, pulls out Winston. I, this this version of Eponine feels way more put off by the bird than than the older version did. She doesn't really know what to do, and she kind of freezes up and locks up. Like, is he gonna peck me? Is he gonna? He's not gonna poop on me, is he? Because I'll be really. This is this is velvet. It's very hard to clean. Uh, it's already got a lot of dust and sand in it. Just please tell me he's not gonna poop on my. Okay, don't. Okay. Don't worry about it, Pip. He he only goes in his little bidet. He's a very particular <laughs> bird. He's real nice. I, I'm okay. terribly sorry. Okay. I need okay. to know the logistics of what I presume is some kind of hair bidet. I'm guessing there's um, like a little apartment as, no, in No, I'm there. sorry. As the timekeeper, I'm going to say, no, we don't. Um, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. No. Some, uh, uh, so sometimes does, you just got to let the magic be magic. Yeah, uh, so does she, the does she find anything in my sleeves? Uh, no, she find, well, I mean, she does find two very nice arms, presumably. I mean, I, you know. Oh, um, these are lovely. I, Do you I, work out? I What's yeah. your regimen? Oh, uh, I work on a ship, and I, I raise and oh, lower flags oh, a lot, sails and cross that. That's good. Yep. That's yeah. good cardio. I heard of that. Yeah, um, and I, I tend to move around a lot, and so I, I tend to stay pretty active and on the go. Well, I like your arms. I and I did do cross very soft when it was, yeah, back in the old, old world. You got a nice tan going on here. Yeah, I'm going to give you this one for free, Dolly. As as your hand touches Eponine's arm, you get a flash of of Eponine in just like a normal muscle shirt, uh, just like just working those CrossFit ropes, <laughs> just really hard. And then it like flashes to her with the like the big hammer. It's the it's the that weird montage in Batman v Superman where Batman just does like four <gasps> CrossFit things for no reason. Yes. but like it's Riley, uh, and it's it's. It's it's pretty dope. Uh, oh, and there's the lighting is like bisexual lighting because come on, yes. Who needs sepia? Come on, come on, spice it up. Let's do it. Yes. It's, yes. By the way, this, yes. this is up. all also set in a like essentially like I walked onto the set of Super Mario Brothers the movie where it's like that kind of like weird dystopian type world and like that's the kind of that's why the lighting is like that because I'm, I'm everything like, produces steam. Yeah. Yes, I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it so much. I have hair in my mouth. Blessings. <laughs> Sorry, that's um. I was dystopian. gonna say like, can I? Can I roll since I am actually touching Eponine? Can I can I roll to see if there's anything else Dolly perceives? Since Winston is also touching her at the same time. Okay, I gave you one for free, but I'm no, trying no, to be I nice. So yes, she asked for roll. it. I asked, yeah. she asked I could roll Hit for it. it. Hit it. Okay, let's see. It's a Hit twenty. We roll it once. Wait, is that with perception? Uh, yes, I believe that's right for your your okay. psychometry. Correct. Yes, I think so. Oh, please don't give me a bad number. Oh, please. Oh, God. Okay, we're good. We're good. 14. Would have been good for me either way, honestly. <laughs> 14. Ooh, yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, you um, you are able to perceive... Uh, um, yeah, Riley, what, uh, what sort of time and place did Eponine initially travel from? That's an interesting question because I'm not 100% sure of myself because I you know, made this character today. Hmm. So, um, what do you, I think... I I think she's definitely from a future beyond the present day. 
Um, I think that I think I think that Mario Brothers thing. I I mean, I said as a joke, but I think it might be like a very Blade Runnery type future, very like um, mm. more cyberpunk than steampunk. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I think that there is like um, a very like totalitarian. I think I think what happened is. I think it was very much a would you kill baby Hitler type situation where there was like mm-hmm, a leader mm-hmm. that rose up and kind of like created this like fascist future. And I think that she traveled back in time to stop him before his rise to power. So it's, it's less of a would you kill baby Hitler and more would you kill the angry soldier that came like like she she actually I would say I, I'm always fascinated by the idea of um, if you if instead of trying to kill baby Hitler, this is like a bit of a tangent, but if you instead tried to stop, um, uh, Gavrila Princip from assassinating the Archduke mm-hmm. of, of, uh-huh. of, so you I'm would obsessed with that. Yeah, too. yeah. Like you would stop world war one as a result, you would stop world war two and the entire arc of the, the, the 21st century would have, would have changed. Yeah. So I think what happened was there was this inciting incident, this assassination that happened, that set off this like future event that like led to this totalitarian world like like control and like there was like a nuclear war and all that kind of stuff and like generations after that uh the survivors managed to like rebuild and technology started to develop but the world was just like wasteland and people were dying like the world was not going to continue past it to a certain point because of the fallout and stuff like that and so then they used the same time travel technology that Professor Wilhelm would develop and, and build, like a similar concept in the future to travel back in time. And they basically went on like a heist type story to like, there's a whole other exciting time travel story that happened. That's not on this podcast. That, Coming um, soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's kind of like, like the rogue one of like prior to a new hope. And so they actually did manage to stop this assassination, which then every moment, beyond that changed and that's why there is no future for eponine to return to because every single person's life and movements were different after that and so like there are people that never existed or people that do exist that wouldn't have existed in her timeline and like you know people who might have met in some sort of like refugee or death camp whenever in that camps they never met each other their kids didn't exist and onward and onward and onward and so now like she has nowhere to go to, which is good. She's happy to not have that painful world to return to, but she also has no idea. She, she actually will not purposely travel past that point because she doesn't want to know what might happen instead because of what she changed. So she has to just hope that what she did is, is better than what could have been. Nice. All Very right. Well. I um, love that. Yeah. I think that all, that was uh, always off the top of my head, by the way. So I have no idea if that I've gotten from the maze that I had that much going on, but yeah. you should be a professional improver. I yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> you're like really good at improv. Uh, I was, uh, um, but also, um, Dolly, um, mm. I was gonna uh, for for your uh, Cho for your character, um, uh, on top of everything that uh, uh, Sir Riley just got uh, gave you and yeah, uh, uh, that I wanted to ask is there uh, do you have if you have one question as Dolly for Eponine about the future? Um, I'd like to give that to you. Sure. Well, when you when you ask me that, I'm going to go with my first instinct, which is why us? As in, why the three of us? Mm. Unfortunately, uh. Epony doesn't have an answer to that question because it's an older version of her. But I, I, think, I think the answer that I can give you is that the reason why the future version of her picks you is because the past version of her met you and goes through the experience that you're going with. So she knows that this happens and that's why she comes back to find you again. Yeah, I think 
It's a, great, uh, it's a bit of a grandfather me... paradox, but yeah, it's Sorry. yeah. I, I, if you don't mind me putting words in your mouth, Riley, I think it's like we're about to find out. You know. Uh, Meanwhile, whoa. this entire time, Barry has not been listening to this conversation and has been pointing out the flora and fauna to the pirates. And at <laughs> first, they were kind of like. We're going to shoot you. We're going to shoot you. But then it was like, oh, wait, this is kind of interesting. Wait. Oh, wait. That's poisonous. Okay. Everyone steer clear of that one. Captain, this guy knows. Don't, don't be eating these. Don't be eating. They'll turn your teeth brown. Your teeth are already brown. It's a bit worse. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, actually, and, and then you're like, this actually is a mince plant. And if you use that mince plant, it actually might help your teeth yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. Quite good information. Um, oh, right. By the way, we are he, having a conversation right now, just, you know, because because Dolly touched me. And so all that I just said is like things that she got like psychic imprints of. Psychic zone, yeah. But there were other conversations happening concurrently yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, Barry, I think the uh, the group has been they're they're starting to warm to you, uh, and as a result, I think it's um, you know, it's it's helping the general camaraderie of the group, um, which uh, uh, helps when you all reach uh, sort of the center of the island. At the center of the island, there are these four palm trees and a very small pool of water at the center. Uh, but what catches your eye right away is this 12-foot-tall statue of the Virgin Mary standing next to the pool, uh, staring down into the water. And the statue is metal. Uh, and if you get close and sort of it has this pitted quality um, that you realize is, is melted down cannon iron. There's this, this large statue kind of arms outstretched towards the pool. Uh, and the, the whole group is there. Uh, would you like to give it a poke? Can I walk over to it and touch it and roll again to see what history it may hold? Yeah, let's psychometry it. Not, not, not to repeat what we just did, but uh, might as well use it if you got it. No, you, this is your feet. This is your uh, embrace your power. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. Uh oh. Oh, we're at a six. Okay. Um, that is a failure. But, uh, yeah, all right. So I think all you get from it is um, you feel the intense heat of the cannon being melted down to become this statue. Um, Got it. And the heat is this sort of emotional heat, too. You feel like mm -hmm. the passion of, of the, the importance. of, the, And I think it kind of weighs you down uh, emotionally just a little bit. I think it, it, it gives you that kind of like hit in the ribs of like, oh, this was... Yeah. This is one of the last things this person did, you know? Yeah. Franz, it seems like somebody had their panties in a twist. <laughs> this uh, is the vibe that I'm getting from this. Ooh. Ooh I will hot. say that as, you, um, as you're saying that, I'll say you give it a knock. And when you give the statue a knock, there's a dong uh, revealing uh, that the, the statue is hollow. Oh, look, it says, like, the Liberty Bell. Dong, dong, dong. Oh, maybe we can open it. Does his pants come down? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Anyways. Would anyone else like to make a perception check? Uh, I would like I'll to make, make one. Sure. Oh, wait, no. Uh, uh, Riley, please go ahead. Well, okay, we can all do it, I think. Right. Yeah, everyone can. Why not? You get a perception check. You get a perception check. We're perceiving the statue, right? Yes, indeed. Well, I rolled a four. My rolls are not great so far today. I got twice I that. <laughs> you got an eight? Well, good <laughs> so for you. Eight. Um, Dan, this is actually kind of perfect. I think 
Uh, Eponine, you move in to try and get a closer look at the statue, and Barry, uh, you as well, uh, sort of, you close in to try and get kind of a better look at what's going on, and there's, I think Eponine turns kind of quickly and bumps into Barry. Could you, uh, Dan, could you give me an absent-minded, uh, no, give me dexterity, give me dexterity. I gotta start doing these, these actual traits things. Seven. With my, with my one added, which is just very Uh, in character, it's fine. Oh, it's it's very fine. Um, so yeah, the, I think you the uh, I would argue the perfect character for this to happen to. Um, so what happens? Unfortunately, Barry, is that Eponine pushes you into the lake, uh, that's oh. in front of the the statue. Um, but what happens is you fall because there is no water in the lake. It is uh revealed as you're falling through this shifting light to be an illusion. Uh, and unfortunately, you fall down. Uh, uh, sort of 10 feet and land squarely on your backpack. Oh. Um, I, I, yeah, so would you mind giving me a vigor roll? So Barry goes splurt. I hope <laughs> not. 17. Excellent. Hey. Okay. Very so lucky this roll. This is perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think the backpack takes the brunt of the impact. Um, <laughs> uh, a Gogurt will probably have exploded in there, but we don't have to worry about it just yet. Uh, uh, but Barry... Um, uh, luckily, your scout training has come in handy, and you're able to to roll it off. Uh, oh, oh, okay, that's aggravating the old the old injury. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm alive down here. And uh, oh, good grief! And yes, through the, uh, the the what seems to be a pool of water above, uh, the three of you hear uh, Barry's uh, protestations, kind of echoing up. Well, Barry, thanks did for you land on the... your keister? <laughs> um, good news, bad news situation. Good news, uh, it's you can come down here. Bad news, um, I have the rope. Yes, uh, Barry, as you look around, you are able to spot that there is a ladder. Uh, that, oh, that, that stretches down from, uh, actually it's, it's sort of, it's made of the same material as the statue. It appears to be kind of a continuous, um, oh, uh, uh, update, update on the good news. There is more of it. Um, there is a ladder. Uh, I would recommend taking that, uh, and not, um, the way I came down. Great. And then I, I, I had the ladder start climbing down <laughs> and I actually look uh, at the yes, captain I'm... and I go already proven his worth. You're you're not wrong. All right. Um, uh, And I'll give you this one. Uh, As you're all uh, heading down the ladder, Eponine, you look up um, as you go through the the sort of light and as you go through the kind of curtain of light that is created uh, by the illusion of the statue, you realize what's going on is that there are mirrors built into the face and the, the arms of the Virgin Mary statue that are reflecting the... Uh, through a series of sort of complex mechanisms, reflecting the the light from the sky and turning it into what appears to be water below. Um, and you realize that the, the the way to figure out this illusion later would be to to check the mirrors up the sleeves. Oh. Uh, so yes, um, as you all descend uh, into the uh, uh, after climbing down this shaft, you find a room that shimmers with the blues of the sea. A soft, damp sand covers the floor, and a soft, man-made bay stretches out with an underground bay uh, that laps out into the dark. Uh, it seems there was once more than one entrance into this area, but they've all collapsed. It's all you have is this ladder uh, back up for now, as far as you know. Good news. I have a metal flashlight. 
It's it's Excellent. it's one of, it's actually one of my pieces of actual equipment. So I take that out. Oh, great. That's excellent. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, that's awesome. So, yes. Uh, Barry, the second you turn on your light uh, and you, you move it around the room, um, uh, you catch these glimmers in the sand, uh, very scattered, very far apart, but little glimmers of gold, tiny glimmers of gems, almost as though uh, these are the things that fell out of the pockets of someone who was carrying a far larger treasure. These is like this is like the the spilled pocket change of whoever put this treasure down here. As you uh, sort of move your flashlight around the room, it returns, of course, to the crew of pirates who are looking at you like a wizard that has chained a fairy into a small tube. And Eponine, Eponine says, "Wow, look at how he's managed to reflect the mirror light off of those mirrors." <laughs> Let's call that a perception, if you don't mind. Oh. My, my, my favorite stat that I've been rolling so well today. Um, if there's a better one, No, it's not. It's not. I'm just making fun of my bad rolls. Um, okay, finally, I got an 18. Hey! Yay! That rocks. All right. Yeah, so the captain uh, uh, looks to you, Barry, and is like, Ah, you already understand the nature of the traps. Ex- ah, fantastic. You know, you're, you're, oh, you're starting to prove your worth, the three. You're not, uh, not going to lie. All right, let's... Uh, Maybe we should light some torches so he doesn't have to carry that reflective mirror at the right angle the whole time we're down here. Oh, yeah, I have matches, too. I take matches. Again, an actual piece of equipment I do have prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, yeah, so the uh, the captain... Uh, um, I'll say that uh, Edgar the Honest uh, sort of uh, pulls off his satchel pack and has a couple of torches. I mean, he only has uh, three because they weren't planning on other people coming, but uh, the, they give you, Barry, one of the torches. Um, and I think, Eponine, you get one as well if you if you want to carry it. Yeah, I'll take one. Perfect. And then, yeah, I think um, the Honest will be the man who carries the third torch. The If I remember correctly, Dan, the matches have rules for use, don't they? They can stay lit for only one turn before burning out. A match, a book of matches contains twelve. But yeah, I'm just using it to light the the torches, so it's it's yeah. fine. And we can and once once, once we have time. a torch lit, we can use it to light the other torches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll say you consume one match because uh, I don't think you have to do a check to make that work. Nope. Um, perfect. All right, so cool. You've got torches, uh, and the group move on uh, from uh, the first room. In uh, as you continue. Uh, forward down the the path in front of you, um, you enter a room that is larger than the last. Uh, the floor is wet, shining with water. Uh, the smell of salt lies heavy in the air, and wooden crates are all around you, rotted from water, um, lying there in odd formations. In the corner, uh, as you you move your torches around the room, you spot two skeletons uh, dressed in pirate garb. Um, they're not carrying any weapons, uh, and there's no sign of injury. Um, as you look around, you see that there are wedges cut into the wall, uh, water lazily trickling down from each of them. The room is a dank and gloomy smuggler's den. Above the entrance sit strange, archaic symbols. If there's anything else you'd like to look around? Yeah, definitely gonna... Dolly is going to walk over to the skeletons to do another um, check on them by seeing if she can, she can get anything from giving the old bones a touch. All right, yeah, that's a uh, perception check if I remember right. Mm-hmm. So give me the roll. Ooh, that's spicy. Twenty-one. Oh yeah, that is extremely spicy. So yeah, you you see the last moments of these 
uh, two pirates. They were a loyal crew of the buzzard. They uh, believed in the mission. They believed in protecting the treasure. Uh, and so they stayed here to seal it in. Um, and you know before you see it that there is a small door uh, in the back of this room uh, with a, a lock. Uh, and you know the key to open the door um, well, it's it's in that phrase. It's open. It's open the door. That's the key to solve the puzzle um, to get into the next uh, room. And I, I would say I think you tell the rest of the group uh, about this this door. And uh, once right. it's uh, yes, and uh, once a, a torch is is brought within sight of the door, um, you can see a, a complex uh, lock. Um, uh, in fact, it's sort of six locks uh, in a line. Uh, each of which has a word etched into the stone above it. Um, these uh, in order are open, cerrado, uver, aperto, and zatvoreno. So yes, presented with these uh, six locks, you can, I think, Dolly, you understand and can communicate to the group that... Uh, um, it's sort of a basic puzzle. A certain number of them have to be opened and a certain number have to remain closed uh, to key in the sequence. Copy that. I would like... You said that there was something else in the room written uh, with in, in like a code that needs to be deciphered? Uh, no, that is, the, uh, that is the symbols in the locks. Oh, okay, so, never mind then. Professor, this may be a perfect opportunity to break out the old thinking cap. I was just thinking it would be a good time to break out the thinking cap to see if I can solve this lock puzzle. Uh, I'm Excellent. Gonna, I, I pull out, I open my jacket, and I pull out what appears to be uh, a coil of three, it's just like, like like plastic rings within plastic rings. And then I pop it out. And Make it sure if you throw us a way that you cut those up so they don't choke the uh, seat. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uh, and then I pop it uh, out. Some of the, a lot of those biodegrade now too, which is is a really mm. r- sorry. I'm a bad. Anyway, and then I pop it out, uh, and it looks like a Devo hat, and I place oh, that God, I was upon hoping. my head, <laughs> and I I stare intently at the locks, and I say, absolute silence. I need silence while I focus on the locks, and then I roll oh. a mad science roll, and Eponine just rubs her temples again, and it's just like. Wait. These people are going to get themselves and myself killed. I can hear you rubbing your temples. I have asked for silence. Uh, I she, lowers, she lowers her hands. I rolled a, <laughs> uh, a dirty 20 uh, plus Ooh, yes. 1d6. I have to roll as well. That's yes, a 26 yes. total. Hey. Gorgeous. Oh, yes. All right. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, not only do you hear um, just some some premium Devo in there. Like every, your memory of, <laughs> of uh, every Devo concert you ever attended comes when rushing back When a puzzle comes you. along, you must whip it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just playing in your head right now. Yeah. Um, uh, and you remember uh, every snippet of every language class you've ever taken, even, even the ones all the way as far back as, as elementary school. And, and you can remember uh, that it's, it's the word, open open is of course the key not only does the first word not only does the first lock say open but the third and the fifth in their own respective languages also say open three uh, so of these three of these locks have the word open the top one says it in english and the third one says it in welsh 
Actually, wow, and where did that Brit- British one, come from? <laughs> and the fourth one says it's in Elvish, which is weird, but we'll press on. I just realized the fourth one is actually not listed in the document. I'll have to note that. To, so, um, anywho, uh, <laughs> we must... but yes, Professor, you reach out and click open the first, yes. third, and fifth locks, and the door uh, clicks open effortlessly, astonishing uh, the captain and the pirate crew. I think the captain uh, gives you a big slap on the shoulder and says, fantastic, yeah, oh, wow. I, I uh, take off the hat and I say, we're going to want to make haste. Come on. Crack yeah, that you're way. not wrong. We're getting tight on time for the day. Um, and I collapse the hat and put it back in my interior And pocket. as the door opens, um, this is the, the largest room yet. It, it almost seems impossible for this room to be the size it is, being under the island. Um, and you know immediately that, uh, that this is the treasury. Uh, your voices echo when you speak. There's no more wet stone. The room is perfectly wow, dry. Wow, wow, wow. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, you even feel a, a breeze in the air. The room is large enough. Uh, carefully sculpted rock uh, arches above you. Giant piles of coins and gems surround you. And a giant treasure chest sits in the center of the room, cut from mahogany and cedar. Uh, its heady smell draws you closer. In the back of the room sit pockets of dark shadows, small notches carved into the wall. Impressive. 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 Yes. And then, Finally, and then, and then I found it. Ebony leans over to to Barry. Goes, I think he's just doing that with his own voice. Yeah, nonsense, sense. That that he's taking a couple of hits to the noggin while wearing that thinking cap. Yeah, he's lucky my, my friends didn't just kill him as a witch when he took that on. Yeah, it's just a hat. Sorry, sorry, hat. Captain. You were speaking about something important to you. Uh, um, uh, so I think in the time that the uh, that that your group has been talking, uh, the captain and the other pirates have been moving towards the chest. Uh, it's it's drawing them in. It, it uh, um, it's uh, encapsulating them. And uh, as they they look towards the chest, the captain kind of leans in, and before they sort of rush to open it, I think these guys are a little bit smarter than that. Uh, you hear the captain read something cut into the top of the chest. I drive men mad for the love of me. Easily beaten, never free. Hmm. I wonder what that could be. Uh, I suspect it's Beyonce. No. Never mind. She hasn't been invented yet. (laughs) Whatever this jewel of beyonce is you speak of we must have it um so yeah the uh the captain i think is going to rush to open the chest um and doing so uh, i i extend the hand and yell stop you fool okay so the captain uh uh stops and turns goes fool how dare ye? And the captain starts reaching for Listen, his... Wait, are you two having an accent off right now i'm i'm trying to save your life they have gone to great pains to make it difficult to get into this room. We cannot assume it is not booby-trapped. Don't know what accent I'm doing now, but I dig it. Mine's been all over the map, too. Don't worry about it, Professor. Um, how would you propose opening this chest, then? I, I think we've... Had a lovely day out, and we've made a lot of new friends. I say we go home. Um, 
Uh, but I'm open to suggestions. Ebony makes the same cut it out motion on her neck. As <laughs> Now's not the time. <laughs> um, what, what is this? A good idea. Let's all go home. And and, oh, and, you know what Eponine does? Eponine. Oh, this is great. I don't know what a persuasion roll would be in this game, <laughs> but Eponine says, Captain, he's clearly trying to take your treasure from you. I think you should grab it before he can get to it. Um, I'm trying to get the captain out of character. I'm trying to get the captain to open the chest himself because yeah. I know it's going to be trapped. So I figure this I, will take care of my yeah. captain problem. I, I'm going to roll for the captain to do a perception thing. But no, what were you going to say, Cho? Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna. I was gonna say if you're going to take a roll, can I take a roll because I want to see if Dolly picks up on what Eponine is dropping so that she can further entice the captain into opening the chest himself. Yeah, let's both do perception rolls. Okay, great. Thank you, sir. Oh, I did so bad. I've got great news. <laughs> oh yes. Woo, oh, we I like rolled this a six. number. Wow. Um, I rolled a I rolled a seventeen plus four is twenty wow. Oh yikes. I love that number. Um, twenty yeah. wow is my favorite. So yeah, uh Dolly, you absolutely understand exactly what is going on as the captain turns uh, and just sort of very excitedly throws open the lid of the chest. Um, as he does that, uh, you all hear just a, uh, as, uh, arrows come from the left and right of the chest, yeah. uh, and pierce the captain in, in his chest. Uh, and he takes. I've done that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Captain is that what we're calling death now? Yeah, the captain is not doing great. He's lost uh, more than half of his health. So he's just going to fall to the ground. I go, ah, oh, Yar, ah, oh, you were right about the... I should have trusted you, Professor. Uh, and um, uh, brown teeth and ugly mug are going to uh, hold him up and try and uh, keep the captain steady. But uh, he's clearly uh, weary. Oh, Ebony's going to go, wait, now that he's had the trap off, you should be able to open the, the chest safely yourselves to the other pirates. <laughs> Ah, I, I should have known you'd, you'd betray me in the end, Boulay. I'm just trying to get the gold. I don't know what you're talking about. We're pirates. We're, we're privateers. We're, we're pirates. I, I've, I, 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 I agree with this line of thought. They're unlikely to have booby trapped the crate more than once. Exactly. You both should just open it at the same time. You know. The, that thing about being strong in numbers and in, in stuff like that. You know, in the South, we don't go anywhere by ourselves. Ebony's like, trying too hard. <laughs> sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll back it up. Being a uh, bit extra. Okay, sorry, sorry. But I still think the two of you should try together. Uh, and, um... Uh, uh, you hear from the back of the room, uh, surprising all of you, uh, a new voice. It's the parakeet. Uh, it's Winston. <laughs> Cheap. Yes. No. Cheap. Uh, no. Uh, it's me. Winston is here. full form. No. Uh, but you. Winston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should you get the number of that train? Uh, Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> From the back of the room, um, you hear a voice go, Yes, I think you should uh, go ahead and open it, oh chap. And uh, the group of you all turn, and uh, Eponine, you recognize from the uniforms they're wearing that these 
uh, or the privateer crew of the Atlantis, the ship that had been battling the Crimson Cutlass earlier, uh, a, a ship that you had engaged in cannon fire with. They have tracked you down uh, and followed you um, down here. Um, thank you for doing all the hard work for us, Blackstone. But uh, you can die on the floor now. That's fine with me. Um, and doing the thing that uh, all good GMs should do. Uh, another character talks to a character I'm playing. Uh, Blackstone yelling, Damn you, Hale! You'll never have the treasure! Uh, yeah, back to y'all. Definitely gonna take a roll in psychometry to check out these new... I think they, at this point, new. I think they should have it! I would say you'd have to touch them, Dolly, so let's put oh, a pin in that. Touche! Um, I guess unless you were to, like, send Winston at them, but we could do that as something else. Um... Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, like, the, the chest is obviously booby-trapped, so I think the professor's line of thinking is probably pretty strong, so let let them have it. Because that's probably not the real treasure anyways. Da-dun. Yeah, the real treasure is the friendships they made along the way. No, Barry! <laughs> that was the most Parks and Rec moment for Barry I, this entire episode. No, what, no <laughs> what would happen is uh, the treasure would have been in Barry's backpack this entire time. <laughs> Well, here's what happens. Uh, uh, Barry has reached into his backpack to pull out uh, the first aid kit, which is I also have uh, equipped. But I think when the other pirate crew comes in, it's that comedy moment of, uh-oh, the hinges opened up and just the gauze and everything just spills out to the ground. <laughs> and I'm just holding the case itself right now. Uh, yeah, I think that draws the uh, uh, the privateer captain, uh, Captain Hale, that draws his attention, the attention of of his men. So... As we enter combat, yeah, uh, you will have the first move, Dan. If everyone, let me, how do we? Let me. I know. Pull, I, think, I think you roll a d twenty like you would roll initiative in, a, in another yes. game. I think that's how that works. Yes. yes, indeed. Let's roll initiative. Yes. I don't have to roll initiative because Michael has already said I go last, and I, I automatically go first with my uh, survival Indeed. Yeah. So it just uh, be between Riley and I. Yeah. Yes, the ladies. I got 14. I got 12. Oh, that's right. So we all take our turn together. Yeah. Oh, I see. I don't, I don't think you move. I, don't, I think you, so as long as a character can realistically achieve their movement and action within your permission, it's acceptable move. Um, so I don't think that we roll to attack. I think, yeah, I think we just roll for the damage. Uh, with the weapons below, uh, it says what you roll with to hit. Oh, I see. You're right. Okay. Yeah. But, um, what I was saying for the turn is that, um, the initiative that we're rolling is basically internally for our own party. We will all get to go and then our opponents all get to go and then back and forth that way. Okay. Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, so who had, I'm sorry, who had the, um, the 14 and who had the 12? Joe had the 14. I had the 12. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. So it goes. It goes. No, it goes. It goes. Uh, Barry, Dolly, Eponine, Professor. All right. So, Barry, what's your move? Barry is going to throw the now empty uh, first aid kit case at uh, <laughs> Captain Hale. So I'm going to make a physical attack <laughs> using a blunt <laughs> object, which is roll vigor to hit, and it would be potentially two damage. Uh, double if I were dealing, if I were attacking from behind. I love it. Uh, wow, I got a 19. <laughs> so yeah. I hit uh, I hit Captain Hale for 
two points of damage. Yeah, I'm going to say with the 19, yeah, you bop him right on the noggin, uh, <laughs> and he's not going to be able to shoot uh, for his uh, turn. Now, I will say that Hale um, has three other privateers with him um, that you're still going to have to contend with. But you've, you've, you've got the main guy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, well, I'm actually, because I, I aim for him because there is an aspect in this game called morale, which says opponent NPCs will rarely fight to the death like real people. They'd rather live on. So basically, I'm yeah. trying to convince the captain to stop this fight. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, Take I that. Think next up is Dolly. Um, <laughs> Because my brain is the way it is, I'm like, can she send out Winston as like an attack bird? Is that something they can do together? That, and I'm like, no. But yeah, Budgie's us. <laughs> uh, that, that bird would just like break apart I know it's yeah I know it's a parakeet he's just so tiny Um, unless he's secretly a grenade which would deal 4d 20 damage (laughs) no I think (laughs) if he's like a little fluttery guy he could be a distraction I I like that honestly um because it's like using the team attack sort of thing like he's a distraction and she comes in like because I'm looking at here I guess and like uh because there's there's like you said there's a skeleton, so there's probably like somebody's sword coming around, so she might go grab one of those. That was in the the skeletons were in the other room, but um, you could try and grab the captain, uh, uh Captain Blackstone's. If no, because there's there's the there's a couple there's a couple of them. So uh, I'm a I'm a use Dolly's modern woman skills and say she tries to pepper spray while while Winston is distracting, and I will roll whatever needs to happen to roll that. <laughs> okay, um, so I think. I'll make the sending out Winston as a distraction. I think that'll be your first turn, if that's okay. Okay. Um, no, that's fine. This is going to be an odd question. What's your mad yeah. science number like? Oh, it's one. This, but I, this feels like a pretty crazy move. Um, I would say it could also be resilience because she is being quite yeah. resilient. Yeah, the resiliency of the bond between uh, <laughs> psychic and familiar. Uh, yeah, give me a resilience roll. Oh God! We roll a Thank six, right? No, no, D twenty. Uh, twenty. Okay, D twenty. Sorry. Oh, please don't give me a bad number. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say. Oh uh, well, I, I rolled a. <laughs> she, she I rolled a seven, it. and it's a, it's a plus one, so we only get an eight. So Winston might have just died. Shit. No, I think um, no. It's, I think you try and send Winston out as a distraction, um, but Winston pokes his little head out, goes cheap, and hides back in your hair again. Actually, that's great. Yeah, he's he's kind of like reverse hulking it. He hates it. Can I make a pitch? Like, no. Oh please. Yeah. I think she sends Winston out as a distraction, but it's so dark in the cave that nobody notices it. So he just like flutters around for a little oh, bit and then comes back and yes. nothing happens. Yes, I love that. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's Winston perfect. flies out. He. Uh, uh, he he flutters around one of the torches and then um, uh, uh, just gets right back into your hair, completely unnoticed. Well, I didn't think that through. <laughs> uh, yes, our next uh, combatant move is uh, Riley. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to be this. I mean, look, I'm playing a swashbuckler and this, I, when am I going to get a chance to do this? Otherwise, I think I'm going to grab some sort of like rope or something nearby and swing with like if there's something if, there, if there's like netting on the ceiling or anything, whatever, just uh, theater yeah. of the mind. And I'm going to swing with it, and I'm going to swipe at Captain Hale with my uh, my sword. Maybe because, vine, uh, yeah, I'm vines say, growing up the walls. Of sure. The yeah. 
Yeah, we had talked earlier about you getting a story point, and I'm just going to say there's a, there's a rope dangling just perfectly right there. Um, uh, yeah, and so you uh, you grab the rope, and could you do a dexterity roll? I shall. Come on, dice. Come on, dice. Yeah, it's a natural 20. I don't know what that yeah. means. Yeah. But, uh, so that, yeah. gives, uh, that gives me a, uh, that's a 22. Uh, that is yes. two nat twenties uh, in this game. Yeah, a similarity in paradox and possibilities with uh, with other games like Dungeons and Dragons is is a natural twenty is an extreme success. Uh, so I am going to give you flavor uh, blasted success. Roll. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a double uh, sugar coated success. Uh, so yeah, could you do an attack? Um, I guess with your cutlass. Yeah, I have to find. Uh, that's a rapier. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to do yes, a uh, so a long sword is what? I sorry. Because it's a PDF, yes, it's long so hard blade, to skip Long blade is uh, 6d6. Wow. Oh, oh, that's that, that's with the with the bonus. No, it is 6d6, so it'll be 12d6, right? Wow. With the bonus. Oh. Okay, I'm just going to roll online. For that. Wait, 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 it's roll vigor to hit. To yeah, start. It's roll vigor to hit, roll 66 to swing. Each even roll hits for a single point of damage. Wait, so I rolled... I rolled. Well, I rolled it. I rolled a natural twenty to hit. Yes, that's yeah. yeah. No, the natural twenty was to swing because I oh. did the dex roll and you rolled the nat twenty. Oh, okay. I thought. I thought. I thought. I, I thought I was rolling dex for the attack. Um, I didn't. I didn't no, always no, think I'm so, was No, the I, okay. I, I, I wanted to, to to make clear. I did this as um, you got the natural twenty for the swing. The swing was so good. I'm immediately giving you a second. I got gotcha. you. Uh, no, I understand. Sorry. Chat. I thought. I, I thought. The, um, I thought. I thought the swing was already happening because the story points, and then the roll was for the attack. That's what I thought was happening. And I apologize so I, because it literally means 66 to swing the actual sword upon the hit. And that's how you deal with damage. Yeah, so I just need a vigor check to hit. Well, unfortunately, then I didn't hit. So that was that was kind of a waste because my vigor, I literally rolled an 11. So I, I swung over. It looked, looked really cool. Like an actual 20 to swing on a rope, but I didn't do anything with it once I actually got there. So, uh, so yes, what happens is Eponine swings uh, uh, majestically across the uh, across the treasury, uh, lands in range of the privateers, uh, attempts a slash, but unfortunately, uh, uh, just uh, her her footwork just isn't uh, there. But she 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 whiffs in front of uh, one of the other privateers, scaring them uh, quite a bit. Uh, so yes, um, next up is the professor, Professor Wilhelm. Uh, we're not in the room with the skeletons. No, we are in the treasury, a room filled with coins and a treasure chest that has already been opened and fired arrows into a guy. Just coins? Uh, coins and gems. I want to find the biggest gem within uh, an arm's reach and full-on lob it as hard as possible at the pirate... Sorry, the, the, the privateer with the largest hat, thus making them the person in charge. Um, okay. Uh, I'm gonna, let's, let's start the, let's start with, uh, for your first turn of this, let's do a perception check for a big gem. So, perception, uh, 12. Excellent. You find a, a real high quality palm sized gem. Oh, neat. Um, you pick that up and then could you, uh, give me a, uh, uh, an attack roll? Sorry. Uh, how, okay. So what am I rolling to attack? Yeah, this is a little tricky. Um, uh, improvised is interesting. 
you know what? Let's just make this a roll with uh, dexterity. dexterity. Yeah, I'm looking at like yeah. molotovs and grenades, and they're they're all dexterity throws. So I, ah, I rolled an eleven. Oh, um, darn. All right. Um, so yes, you throw the gem, and because it is dark, it just whizzes past uh, one of the privateers, and they don't they don't even really notice it because I think they're a little distracted by uh, Eponine. Um, being right in front of them. Professor Wilhelm uh, screams. <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable, Dan. You knew it. Come I know. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's now the privateer's turn. Uh, and since Eponine is the one in, in front of them, the the um, the captain is going to, uh, Captain Hale, is going to try to recover and uh, make an attack on Eponine. Oh, he does so badly. Yeah, so he uh, he tries to just, like, uh, punch you, but it just whizzes right past your face. Uh, he's still smarting from the first aid kit, uh, mm. bopping him on the nose. So, yes, it is uh, Barry's turn again. If I were to reach into my backpack to try to find something, is that a full turn? Uh, I, yeah, wouldn't that be a backpack check? Sure. Okay, yeah, I'm going to uh, attempt to find uh, a Swiss Army knife in my backpack. Excellent. I rolled the natural 20. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You, you find um, not just a Swiss Army knife, but like one of those deluxe Swiss Army knives. So you found a corkscrew uh, and you found a yeah. toothpick. So, yeah, so, yeah. So for my little extra zhuzh on it being a natural 20, I not only pull out the blade, I pull out the corkscrew, the the tweezers, all of it. I've got all of them at the ready. The and pirates will be defeated yeah, you... in battle. And if they have any splinters, you'll help remove them. <laughs> Yeah, you've got, uh, it's like, um, you know, it's like when they say put your keys in your fist. Exactly. Uh, to protect yep. yourself. Yep. You do that with the Swiss Army knives. But but so there's like like one knife. You're like a Wolverine who has like mm-hmm. a knife, a corkscrew, a tiny scissors. Uh, there's a Robin and, Williams and, and like bit a, of, some of you have never opened Chardonnay under fire before. <laughs> <laughs> and a nail file. You've got them all. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, perfect. So you are ready for action uh next up uh dolly uh cho what uh what's your move i'm gonna table that pepper spray idea because i don't no no because people are trying to recover right Mm -hmm. so i am gonna go with the yeah why not why not i i don't have anything on me to use as a weapon so might as well try to stun you guys for two rounds there's there's three of them right uh, yes, there's uh, there's yeah. Hale and his three henches. So there's right. four total. Oh, so there's four of them. Yes, yes, yes. And Eponine is is near them. So my suggestion would be to aim uh, right. towards like to the the, four. the right side as opposed to the left side where right. Eponine is. Well, luckily we don't have to worry about any wind in here. Aim at the right tenant, not the left tenant. <laughs> a tenant hands. Um. 1d20. Yes. And dexterity. Okay. Shoopity boop bop bop bop. Oh boy. That's an 11. Oh boy. Oof. Missed uh, it. Yeah, so I'll say the uh, the pepper spray, uh, it falls short of the mark. Unfortunately, um, Eponine, could you do a resilience roll for me? Sure. Luckily, it's my highest stat. So. Oh, excellent. That is a 22 with a 19 plus 3. Oh, yeah. 
you're fine. You're from the deep future. The air just has pepper in it. Then <laughs> you're great. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, you, you're from the a spicy time. The air just time. has so pepper in it. She's from the spice yeah. world. <laughs> oh, it smells like home. Yeah, that was our thing. We had to go back in time to prevent Spice World from being a hit film because it set off a chain of events. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god. Oh, uh, uh, the Spice Wars. Spice <laughs> Wars. The Spice Wars are people. Like, who, this is people who think the Spice Girls were better without Jerry Hartwell than the ones who thought. She- it was better when she was still there. Just yeah. two sides firing laser beams at each other. Yeah. Um, back on ruined. Anyway, um, yeah, all right. Uh, so you're totally fine, Eponine. And thank fact, you. You're pretty uh, fine I yourself. Think, uh, oh wow. Uh, the pepper spray brings out a little blush on your cheeks. You look fantastic. Thank it's you. Going great. Um, Sorry, uh, I almost hit you. Oops. Can't see in the dark. Uh, and that's great because it is, in fact, your turn, uh, uh, Riley. Yeah, I think I'm going to take that that sword of mine and I'm going to try to to swash the little buckle on uh, the Captain Hale because my ment- my, oh, my yeah. feeling is that if I can defeat him, the other players may lose the other fighters may lose their morality and may run off. So or mor- the morale, not morality. They're, they they have no morality because they're <laughs> they're we're <laughs> British colonialists. Our morality is unparalleled right. for murdering yeah. people yeah. we don't have like. Have fun continuing your East India Trading. Company uh, rating of the world. She's delicious. Um, yeah, uh, which really so, was all about spice. Say like it yeah, is. I am. It's just true. The spice wars were real. Um, so I'm going to go ahead so and make spicy. that attack with my vigor, and that's going to be Good. a uh, dirty twenty. I don't know why I'm dolly all of a sudden. Eighteen plus two is dirty twenty. That's the attack, and then I roll sixty-six to see what hits. Is that how it works? Yes, indeed. So for every, yeah, this, every, this, six, yes. every okay. So for, every even is a hit of one. Okay. So I'm just gonna do that on on roll a dice um, instead of doing it on there. So let me just do uh, one two. Who has sixty six? Looks at. Uh, I have I have them. I just don't. Want to do <laughs> no, them. I'm kidding. Oh I'm my sorry. god. Uh, okay, uh, four out of the six were hits because I rolled a three, a four, a four, hey. a six, a five, and a two. So the three and the All five right. don't count. These six and the four do. Yeah, it's it's less it's less the rolling and more than than having to count. I guess it, I guess that actually now that I think about it. I could just roll the dice, but I, I only have four on me, so... Oh, no. I mean... Yeah. That's the first time that digital dice have ever done, like, something that nice. For... Yeah. <laughs> this, next, this actually uh, would be so a pretty good roll. We're going to take it. This would be 24 damage if I was rolling a d6. If I was doing, like, sneak attack damage, that would be an awesome little attack. So, yeah, so I do... Uh, I get four hits on him. So I, I think it's almost like a Zorro type of thing. Like, I, I think I make an E. <laughs> Yep, and that there are four uh, lines in an E. It's perfect. Yep. Per- yeah, and, uh, yeah. <gasps> yes! As you're uh, you're zipping and zapping the captain with your incredible swordswoman skills, um, uh, he fumbles and drops his uh, his pistol to the ground uh, and puts his hands up. Uh, and and because of your incredible uh, swordswomanship, you you end with the you know the the point of the the rapier right at his his chin. Oh wow! Um, I didn't know I was flirting with this guy. All right, cool. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I do that, and I go, uh, I go, stand down, Captain. Your day is lost. Ah, I've come this far for the treasure. I, it's not worth my life. You're right. Stand down, men. Privateers lower their weapons for the sake of expediency. Uh, the other pirates rope them up and put them uh, in the corner of a room. Um, I'll also say, as you continue to explore, uh, you find in the uh, the darker corners of the the treasury sort of the back end of the treasury there is a mysterious lever Ooh! good thing i've got everything on my swiss army knife out <laughs> hey you never know so you, can I know. Sta- so you can stab the lever 
Uh, to, to disable traps and oh, okay, it's like yeah, makeshift was... thieves' tools. Okay, <laughs> I was like, to do what exactly? <laughs> Swiss Army Dan. Yeah, actually, ra- uh, rather than Barry actually hitting the lever, I want to see if I can find maybe like a, a mechanism to sever so that like you know arrows don't fly out of the walls again. That is very smart. Could you uh, give me a perception check? I'd love to. Yes. Nineteen. Oh, fantastic. I, I am Great. way too um, good at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the phrasing. Well, the I pause. don't need you to make an esteem check. You're doing just fine. Uh, Barry, um, I think you realize right away, like, this is just a basic lever. They didn't even put, like, anything fancy here. And you just reach out, and almost like you're giving it a, a good old-fashioned handshake, you just pull the lever down, and the, this uh, another door opens uh, right on out to the beach, kind of where you started, in fact. So, yeah, you can uh, uh, you have a, an easy method of escape should you want to uh, slip away without the notice of the pirate crew as they tend to their injured captain. So, after Barry does that, I think that... Eponine pockets the necklace that the captain was carrying. So she has that now. So that way the loop is complete. And so she takes that necklace and then she grabs a little bit of the treasure. Not a lot of it. Not that she herself can carry. Because I think the idea, I think the reason why she was involved in this treasure hunt is she was looking for something valuable enough that as she moves through various time periods, it's something that she can sell and barter with in order to like, have money to survive off of even an era like no matter what the eras of of time are like she can always sell gold so that's like her feeling it's like she's like getting enough for herself to have a nest egg for her continued travels and like things that she can invest i I think also i think she might even like open an account somewhere that will like grow and develop over years so now her future self can have inherited wealth when she travels for in in the future in time and that's why she does this so she's like and then she thinks to herself, and she goes, wow, I wouldn't have found this treasure if it weren't for these three people that just helped me out. So if I ever see them again, I have to make sure that I give them this necklace so that they know. So, I, I yeah. <laughs> yes, the plan begins. Yeah. So I'll put a randomizer on my own TARDIS, and I'll program it with all the places that I've been to. <laughs> it's not a randomizer. It's an auto cue. Um, anywho, for our other travelers as well, you came back here seeking a treasure. Barry, are you just stuffing that backpack full? How's it How's it going over there? No, he's too respectful of the laws of time travel that you're not supposed <laughs> to take anything. So he was, he was just there along for the ride. I... That is incredible. I think Professor Wilhelm assumes that there's something very specific that he's supposed to bring back with him that's going to be kind of nestled in among the jewels and the, the, the coins. Because otherwise, why, why is he here? Uh, could you do a perception I check? would love to. Yes, please. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> about a nine! Yes, as you're looking amongst the treasures... Ooh, okay, yeah, this is great. Uh, as you're looking amongst the treasures, you find another locket. Uh, another sort of... Uh, we're doing a lot of necklaces with clues in them. Why not one more? But as you open it, you see something that that shocks you. An inscription next to a picture of you but an, an older you with a strange mustache that you can't imagine you would ever grow <laughs> but the, the the inscription says uh, uh in memoriam of my dearest yule 
60. Shame you never saw it. I close the locket, put it back, and very loudly proclaim, I didn't find anything! (laughs) Oh, well! Let's go home! (laughs) Yes, Professor, I think you you take out the the remote, and you begin programming in your return coordinates. Yes. Um, uh, Dolly, is there anything you you or Winston would like to do amongst the treasures before you embark... Uh, on your way home. Budgie's come uh, Probably. <laughs> probably a final uh, vibe check to make sure they're not leaving something behind that might possibly be important. So that's a perception roll, I believe. Yeah, terrific. Let me just pull up the digital die. Oh, great. We're at 19. Heck yeah. No, you realize that, that there isn't anything like specific you have here other than uh sort of the perfect window to maybe grab a as they say a fistful of dollars uh and make your way out of here unseen should you want her to join you uh, uh eponine um could you you know maybe that's a conversation to have maybe not who knows uh just timekeeping over here i i was just going to just say probably uh dolly shares the knowledge that like if if they wanted to grab some loot, now would be the time. And she walks over to Eponine and um, starts in, inviting her for the ride along. She's just like, uh, well, it was so nice to meet you. And I know Winston relaxes you. And if you ever need anybody, we're here or there in the f- few. Then I don't quite understand time travel yet, but. Um, Winston just briefly pokes out, uh, uh, and you, you, uh, the, the, the careful observer might notice that Winston, uh, now has a, a diamond collar, uh, but it, it would just, it would just be just a little thing. Anyway, I'm sorry, Rylo, what were you saying? Yeah, I think Ebony has probably pocketed some really massive diamond. I think I realized that's the best <laughs> thing for her to have been, like, trying to see it. She gems. definitely has gems, but she says to the, to the party, she says, well, I should point out that history says that this stash was never found, so we need to make sure that, uh, we don't make it obvious that this was found because it has to be recorded as, as being missing um but all right um, let's kill all the pirates yeah um <laughs> all yeah. right um, um, i think Hard i think Ebenine says um i have my own means of traveling through time but i appreciate the offer however how about but you you said that i gave you this necklace in the future yes you were much older than you are now but yes, you you came busting through our door. Make sure the door is unlocked. Right, I Barry always does. I, it's good to know the door will be unlocked. Um, how about you give me that address, and I'll see you when I see you. Well, we look forward to it. Although I won't remember. <laughs> so keep that in mind. We we don't know who you are. Oh, my name is Eponine. 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 Oh, Blue. it's nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Well, I'm Dolly. That's Barry, as you heard me hollering. And that's the professor over there. Hello! Well, I I can't say it was the most usual introduction that I've ever had, but you know what? It was a pretty amusing day. You know what? It tickled me pink, too. I look forward to seeing you again. And then she's like, and now I have a ship to captain. And then she puts her hat on and she heads off to the ship. Uh, either one, uh, the pirate ship, I guess, and uh, takes over. Yeah. yeah. 
we see uh, the uh, the incredible ship, the Crimson Cutlass. It tears through the water once more, um, but unfortunately, its previous captain, Captain Blackstone, uh, injured as he was by the arrows, is no longer up to the task to captaining his old ship. So he, he entrusts it, uh, the, the stewardship of this mighty vessel, to the only person he can trust, the most reliable of the freedom pirates he knows, Captain Eponine Boulet. <laughs> That's the story she says. Do you have a cool pirate That's name? the story she tells the pirates when she gets back to the ship because she definitely left him and the other pirates behind on the island. <laughs> oh yeah, they're dead. Uh, <laughs> as the door seals shut on the Captain Blackstone for realsies, mm-hmm. Captain Girlbeard takes her place. Captain the, Girlbeard. No, that's the old misgendering. I was gonna say that's, that's a uh, little bit just, that's a little dysphoria triggering. Um, oh no, it's just my wife. Uh, Sorry. Hey, um, um, I, I yeah, I think they call her the Red Lady. Oh, I love it. Yes. Because it's a crimson uh, cutlass. Dan's sense, jaw so. just unhinged yeah. like a snake. Yeah. It was a big old yeah, smile. So, yeah. yeah. I think if it's the crimson yeah, it's, cutlass, uh, it makes sense. Like, And she has that red. And I, because I did the red pirate outfit on, I think it's like the yeah. red lady. It makes sense. It's perfect. Yes. Uh, and, and everyone across the seven seas knows to fear the red lady and her crimson cutlass. But back to our intrepid travelers. Uh, just a few uh, moments from where we left them. Back on the beach. Uh, Professor... Are you ready to return? The professor could not get out of here. The professor is haunted by the last pendant and the inscription therein and wants to get out of this time frame as quickly as possible and dedicate the rest of his probably very short life to making sure it never comes to pass. Let's go! Come on! Uh, we'll skip the formalities of the time travel role for now and assume the uh, the, the gaping maw of the portal that is uh, legally distinct from the one from Sliders uh, opens, showering our um, our intrepid travelers in a light that can only be described as a PA wiggling a reflector. <laughs> and our, uh, our incredible heroes, uh, one at a time, jump through the portal uh, into uh, another world of paradoxes and uh, possibilities. Who would have guessed? Could I make a quick pitch? Oh, Could we do a no. roll to see if we get home or not? I'm going to say this. I'm going to make a pitch. I know you're, I know you're timekeeping, Michael. I'm going to say you don't make it home. And instead, I love this idea. Hear me out. You ready for this? So you land. Pick a place, Michael. Where do they land? Oh, well, I got an idea. Yeah. Um, hmm. Ancient Rome. Let's reference Doctor Who and the Daleks. Hang on one second. Let me just do this for me. Our intrepid travelers jump through the portal, and instead of returning home, they arrive somewhere incredibly unexpected. Uh, They look around, they they see in the air, they hear the roar of a parade, the the sound of a crowd. Uh, They they look around and they they see a sign, uh, Dallas, welcome to Dallas, for our crew have arrived, November 1963. Uh, And as they, they stand up, they feel the grass underneath them. Uh, they turn uh, and see a familiar face, someone uh, uh, they've met before, uh, but doing something uh, they would never have expected. Uh, and as Epony turns, uh, looking away from the scope of her sniper rifle, uh, she says to the group, Oh boy.
so yes, thank you again, everyone, for joining us for Paradoxes and Possibilities and a great big pile of fun. Um, yeah, please, uh, if you haven't already, uh, check out the Kickstarter Back the System. Huge thanks again to Sophie and James for allowing us to play around uh, in <laughs> and their uh, Huge playground. apologies to Sophie and James for all that we did with <laughs> their system in the last... <laughs> Uh, I'll is, say, yes. by the way, and by us, I mean everybody but Michael, who tried very hard to be kind to them. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I made myriad errors myself. I will also say uh, to everybody listening at home, we were working with an in-progress version of the system, so a lot of the stuff that may have seemed uh, uh, confuzzling may make a lot more sense once you get a copy uh, in your own uh, lovely hands. Um, so again, uh, thank you all um, for making this possible and giving us a listen. Uh, and thanks to, uh, to the team for trusting me uh occasionally uh to tell the story here uh today um so yes from all this to you bye did you peer uh, into and... a parallel dimension uh, um minus one story point down um I, deservedly I had, so. no, I had no idea dolly was such a parrot head Oh yeah. Uh, extreme parrotception. Um, Oi. It's a parrotception. Oh no, we've fallen uh, into the parrot trap. Yeah. <laughs> You're all trapped in here with me. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> you also understand that other than Eponine, the the folks, That's like, uh, the other I'm pirates sorry. here. That was like if Jerry Seinfeld had been cast as Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with you being in here with me? Yeah, <laughs> <like> you, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the deal with the accumulated filth in the sidewalks?